0: an essential health assessment. Chapter 2 is interviewing the patient for a health history. So this involves communication specifically. It goes in depth on how to communicate effectively with patients. So the purpose of um, interviewing and obtaining health history those are the key components to obtaining baseline information about patient, and it's um, helping the patient um, understand kind of their role. So during an interview, the nurse initiates the nurse-patient relationship, and the patient relinquishes his or her independent role to that of a dependent role. So. Though you are, um, leading the interview and they are relying on you, it is important to be sensitive, non-judgmental, genuine, and demonstrate professionalism because this is an exchange of information, feelings, and concerns, and it can be a sensitive, um, and sometimes uncomfortable process for the patient and for you as the nurse, but, um, it's up to you to help them have a good environment and good experience, um, or at least help facilitate that. And remember that communication is a skill, so you won't be good at it right off the bat. I mean, maybe you will. Maybe you're born with that skill or have it naturally, but um, it'll come over time and with practice. So you want to be able to transmit information effectively and create shared understanding, offer presence, mutual respect, caring and understanding during every patient encounter. Um, So specifically, um, I'll go into that a little bit deeper. So therapeutic communication is kind of the title of this section and what this kind of communication is called. So, um, let's see. The nurse, you are responsible for gathering vital health and professional information about the patient, and so you need to be able to focus in the direction of the interview. and So therapeutic communication, that can encompass the following dimensions for a patient-centered assessment. Empathy and compassion, so being aware of the insights and feelings and emotions. And behavior that the person is conveying and showing, um, giving unconditional regard. So you want to respect and accept a patient as a unique individual. Be genuine, and um, that means being honest with the patient. So a nurse needs to be able be a truthful. Um, Be truthful and understanding with every patient encounter. So listen to the patient with an open heart and compassion. Show respect. Each patient is important and a value. And then caring as well. So um, that can bring responsiveness between the patient and the nurse. So a tip um, to help holistic communication remember this acronym to be clear clear so center yourself pause for a moment breathe deeply and connect with patient and um create a silent intention that thoughts words and actions will be for the greater good so that is c center yourself l listen wholeheartedly So set aside your own thoughts. um, Focus on the person's agenda. Don't judge or analyze. Just open your heart to what is being communicated. So L is listen wholeheartedly. Empathize, E. Empathize. So come from a place of genuine concern. And have the ability to feel with the person, not be sorry for them. Empathy involves an understanding that comes from sensing into the being of another so empathize then attention be fully present be aware of what you're feeling and sensing stay present with yourself um respect all that is and then be the fullness of yourself to every moment emotionally mentally physically and spiritually and then respect um i guess that I just said that but respect all that is and respect yourself, set boundaries if you need, respect the patient. A lot of times there are cultural, social um behaviors and differences and honor those. Honor those um ideological differences. And welcome diversity. So be clear, center yourself, listen, empathize, attentive and respect. Um Prepare yourself and the environment. Um, It's very important to be prepared before you go in for an interview so you're able to be clear. (laughs) That helps a lot and helps the patient be comfortable. So prepare yourself, the the environment, and the patient. Um, And don't ever seem rushed. Just give them full undivided attention and um just make sure everything is set up and good for a positive experience so don't be looking down at them don't um have them look down at you be on the same level um and things like that so as far as communication skills go effective and good communication again is a skill and it's important especially in health assessment um, and in gathering information for a health history so the purpose of communication is to share content the actual subject matter words gestures and substance of the message um, share and exchange thoughts perceptions and feelings send receive and gather data share patient concerns and exchange knowledge there are also um, nonverbal nonverbal communication and that's also important. So, like body language, physical exp- um, appearance, facial expression, eye contact, um, tone of voice, things like that. And so, pay attention to those. Um, and effective communication um, that includes being clear and concise and honest. Be sure that you have a shared understanding of the patient's report problems and concerns. Don't be too difficult in like the medical terminology. Um keep ev- keep the questions simple, one question at a time and things such as that. So, some communication techniques. I'm just going to read through them. I won't really explain unless it's really confusing, but most of them are pretty self-explanatory. So, active listening active, observing, broad, opening questions. An example of that is, what can I do for you today? Clarification. An example of this is, I did not understand what you meant when you said the rash comes and goes. Can you explain what comes and goes means? Confrontation. An example, you told me that you don't have a drinking problem, but you stated that you were arrested for drinking under the influence three months ago. Can we talk about how much alcohol you drink on a daily basis? Um, Empathy, respect, uh, exploring, facilitation. So that's like using statements like, uh uh-huh, and then just to like show that you're engaged. Focusing. Reflecting, stating, the observed, transitional statements, silence, and summarizing. So, summarize the important points for the patient. Oftentimes, you'll run into barriers for therapeutic communication. Some things that you do not want to do, I repeat, you do not want to do these following things. Leading the patient, asking too many questions not allowing enough response time, using medical uh, jargon, especially if it's confusing, Um, assuming what the patient is saying, taking the patient's responses personally, using cliches, specifically asking why questions, offering false reassurance, changing the subject inappropriately, giving opinions, stereotyping, and using patronizing language. There's also often special needs for patients, um, such as hard of hearing, visually impaired, I don't know how to say this word, but aphasic, aphasic patients. So they have an impairment of language or the ability to communicate through speech and writing because of brain dysfunction. That's what that means. <laughs> um, cognitively impaired patients, aggressive or challenging patients, and then patients with a language barrier, and patients with low health literacy. So be able to, you know, compensate for those and accommodate them. And as well as cultural considerations. Oftentimes there are lots of different cultural expectations and um, things that are viewed as inappropriate or um, things like that. So just be aware of those and be able to accommodate them. So there are three phases of the actual interview, and that's the introductory phase, the working phase, and the summarization phase. Um, and so you can look into those a bit, but that is basically um, the interviewing process of the patient, for the patient um, to obtain a health history. And... Some of the sources and types of um, health history are comprehensive health history, focused or problem-based health history, follow-up history, um, those are the main ones. And then some sources are primary sources and secondary sources. Primary is the the patient itse- themselves. And then secondary source is like, um, like family members, people that are close to them that they're able to give a report because sometimes patients aren't really reliable they're not in a in a state where they're able to effectively and accurately convey what's wrong so that is all for chapter two a little bit long but there you have it and good luck keep going strong